0: Tune in. Tone up. The one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques, and advice. With me, Gary Schillerday and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. In episode nine of this podcast dan shows me some more advanced techniques which i can get to grips with on my new custom 24 prs getting rocktastic we look first at pinch harmonics and then how to use the tremolo bar Yes, yeah, so I've, I've bought myself a, a custom 24 PRS,
1: Dan. Very, very nice too. I see it is there in very, very smart tortoiseshell colour. Yeah,
0: it's got a lovely top to it. And we've oh, just been taking it for a bit of a that's what spin says. already. So, yeah, very happy with it. And uh, now I've got a guitar that's maybe more more built for some of the techniques we've looked at before. Maybe we should go over those and look at some of those techniques again.
1: Yeah, I mean we we were looking at the Les Pauls before. You you had a Les Paul, didn't you? And um, yeah, I've got one too, and I love it. But it is a cruel mistress when it comes to to maybe sort of reining it in because we we sometimes forget a lot of guitar designs now are sixty years old or more, and the whole music scene, the whole playing scene, what people thought was possible on a guitar was very very. Deep. And although guitar is quite slow to evolve, it does evolve over time. But the thing is, we listen to those old records and some of the tones are undeniably fantastic. And one way of getting nearer to them, obviously, is to, to look at some of the more vintage biased gear. But that sometimes means that we're dealing with maybe sort of issues with playability and we're forever walking that tightrope, I think, as guitarists, between I want that tone, but I want it to play like that, but of course you start taking too much wood away from here because it makes it easier to play, then we might lose some of that tone. We start putting different bridges on things, and all that sort of, the whole tone changes. It's not that like we've got a bad tone, but it's different, and that's not what we had in mind. But what you've got there, the PRS, it's been a long time in refinement. I mean, this guitar is now over 30 years old. It was introduced at the NAMM show, the Paul Reed Smith Custom 24, back in 1985, after Paul Reed Smith had trawled around many a a stage door, sort of searching for for infamous guitarists he could talk to. And he, he pinned down quite a lot of different players who were interested in his guitar, because he loved vintage guitars, but he wanted something that would appeal to a lot of different players. I owned... A beautiful custom 24, which I think was a 1992 version, a pre factory version. And I have to say, lovely though it was, and it would probably cost more money now if you bought that second hand, if it was in mint condition, than you've just paid for that, believe it or not. But yours is a better guitar.
0: <laughs> they, got, yours is a better guitar. Are, the pickups are lovely,
1: aren't they? <laughs> the pickups are better, it stays in tune better, the yes. fretting is absolutely bang on. Um, yeah, fantastic guitar, capable of lots of different styles. You know, it's one of those guitars. You always want a guitar, I think, which kind of stretches your abilities. You know, that gives you more to play with than you can do right now.
2: Yeah.
0: So that when
1: you find sounds that are interesting, that you can explore those sounds that are interesting, rather than coming up against a roadblock. You know, and sometimes being introduced to new gear can have some funny effects. One thing I used to be very very guilty of, and some would say I was to them, but they could just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he's, he's being a bit of a bit of a speed demon, and in some respects, buying a Les Paul and using it regularly has reined me in a little bit because you have to look before you leap on a guitar like that. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And actually, it's it's probably brought out the more melodic, and interesting side to my playing, and 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 shelf some of the sort of Guitar verbal diarrhea as such. Yeah, that's uh, in favour of I can see that. more choice licks. Yeah,
0: fair enough. The other thing, I guess, as well that I've got on this that I've never had before is the tremolo as well. So perhaps we can fit something about that in, in today as well.
1: I think we should. If you never owned one before, no. Never, never, no. You've been to a Harvester before, but you've never owned a tremolo system before. Exactly, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> the, Trem, the Trem system, you know, it's a great system on the PRS as well. It stays in tune really great. Yeah, lots of fun to be had. It's also a really great halfway house between the older sort of Fender-style system, which will remain tuned to a point, uh, and the Floyd Rose system, which is obviously a locked-down system at both ends which is a bit more of a, a no prisoners kind of approach, but obviously a lot of people don't like a, the thought of a massive hunk of metal bolted to their guitar. So the PRS allows some, some pretty ferocious playing and sort of falls somewhere between the two. Okay. While remaining remarkably stable.
0: Yeah, it, is, it does stay in tune. It's got lovely harmonics, this
1: guitar, as well. It's just awesome. So were you looking today to maybe look at... Because we sort of had a little chat about this earlier, maybe some of the common techniques that aren't necessarily always impossibly difficult to sort of interject into a piece, but maybe you're seen by some as a bit of a bit of a black art, something that they're not sure how to do it on demand. Yes please. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. So I wanna start with a real simple one. Okay. Uh, we we're gonna need some filth for this. So I've dialed you in some delicious filth. Should it be bridge or, or not? Oh I think I think you should bridge go neck, to your sorry. bridge pickup for this. Okay, pinch harmonics <laughs> how are you when it comes to pinch harmonics how good are you at hitting them first time every time no not not at all
0: not in the slightest okay
1: <laughs> and where where do you find the problems lie i really don't
0: use them much at all i mean no no idea
1: <laughs> Pinch harmonics. call
0: me a beginner on this one <laughs>
1: Pinch harmonics are one of those things that you can over- overcook them a bit, I think, but also they can be quite a cool thing to-, to use, but a lot of people don't know how to kind of do them just off the cuff.
0: Yep. Yeah. okay.
1: And there's a few things, and I think for people listening in, I know we've done some complicated things. we try to make the last kind of couple of uh, podcasts kind of nice and accessible to, to anybody from a sort of kind of approaching intermediate upwards level, you know, which is where an awful lot of people are. And it's one of those questions which will come up. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to run you through how we get pinch harmonics and maybe what we can do with them. Maybe we can include a little bit of whammy bar working with the... bargain. Okay, so let's get the definition of a pinch harmonic. A pinch harmonic is where we create a harmonic by touching the string almost at the same time as we're picking it probably a fraction after usually with the skin of our thumb as we pluck so as we pluck the pit as we pluck the string we pluck it and almost immediately the skin of the edge of the thumb on the left hand side yeah. touches the string
0: whereabouts are you on the so I'm on the fifth fret just so we've got the same sound fifth fret of the G string ah <laughs> oh, there we go
1: now, some, there are. There you go. Yeah. Now even just having that little font of knowledge that, it, that it's got to be the skin of the thumb that touches. Yeah, I think
0: I've always helps. tried to use uh, a finger behind it or something, but I've never really looked into them properly. <laughs> so there's,
1: there we go. <laughs> there's different ways people use. I mean, I was quite surprised many years ago. I worked in a music shop and there was a guy who played fingerstyle. I was quite a fan of Mark Knopfler, I think this this guy was one of those sort of, you know, jaded j- old guys who's been on the road for years and been a guitar tech for, you know, everybody and you know, he knew a thing or two, I think. And <laughs> he, <feet> from Stardom. <laughs> well, kind of, he shared a flat with Alan Holdsworth, I think uh, that was okay. came to fame <laughs> and I think he'd had brushes with Jeff Jeff Beck, Mike Rutherford. I think he he'd for Mike Rutherford from Genesis and anyway, enough of all of that name dropping rubbish. And the way he did it Was he would pluck Mark Knopfler style, so you got your thumb and your first finger, so your sort of thumb pushes down on the string as your first finger plucks up. And if you wanted to create a harmonic, that's the sort of classic Knopfler sound, you know, that kind of snappy kind of sound. Now if what you do is you actually instead of plucking with that thumb you kind of rest it on the string instead
2: Oh I see, I see
1: Yeah, harmonic
2: Oh
0: yeah, it's, it's come, you can hear it in the background Yeah,
1: so you can rest your palm on the bridge and have your thumb sort there of laying is. across the strings where you pluck behind it There's a slightly more earthy sound than doing it with the plectrum, I think. Oh,
0: there it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to need to explore that a little bit, I think.
1: Now, knowing these sort of couple of different ways of working is good, I'm going to go through some of the common mistakes. Yeah, okay. Where you pluck along the string makes a difference. And a lot of people aren't aware of this. It makes a difference to how easy it is to get, yeah. and it also makes a difference to the notes you get. So if oh. I'm doing pinch harmonics along that G string,
0: so you've just moved towards the neck and then back towards the uh,
1: bridge. That's it. Continually working with downstrokes. You can hear the changing. You can hear the so that makes a difference. yep Also, some strings makes sense are, actually. Yeah, but yeah. Some strings are easier to get it the, the harmonic on than others. Yeah. You know, G D <laughs> E they're pretty easy. B sometimes you have to tease it out of the B string a little bit. I find. But it is there. Do you have to say that you have to tease it out of the G string? I <laughs> oh, absolutely. So. so, it's there. Yeah, they've done well there. The top string can sometimes be a cruel It's working.
0: Interesting stuff, yeah, mm. yeah, never looked into that at all. I'm gonna be looking into that a lot more. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah. oh. I mean, sometimes it can be you know, if you want to
2: wow,
1: if you want to don your spandex and your Roger <laughs> Stewart mullet, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you it can add a it can add a kind of very 80s flavour to some sort of rack rhythms,
2: yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Is there a safe pitch, like a a safe place on the string? Is it just in between the two pickups? Uh,
1: This is where it's uh, kind of tricky. Different
0: on different guitars. Different
1: on different guitars. You find bridge pickups are generally a little bit more responsive to it. Um, Sometimes (laughs) if you really want to catch them, keeping your tone kind of flat out, so there's a bit more treble yeah. in the vibe. Sometimes kind of helps tease them out of the guitar a little bit more. Okay. Sometimes I've even, you know, because often I run my guitars usually with the tone roll back a little bit on the bridge. Yeah. So I find some bridge pickups are a little bit of ice picky. Yeah. So okay. I, I, you don't notice it quite so much on the neck usually, but on the bridge you certainly do. So for my delicate shell likes, I sometimes roll that their tone back. But if I want to kind of hit a harmonic a little more easily, I might crank that tone up until I'm done with that and then roll it back so there's a little less attack in it later. But yeah, so for those as I say, sort of 80s rock rhythms Give it a whirl
0: uh, so uh, totally different. Let's go. <laughs> It's
2: going to be quite hard to follow, but
1: there we go. So I literally pulled straight off. So after the harmonic, it's on the full fret of the G, and then. <laughs> I mean, same thing, D and V8. Okay, got gotcha.
2: That's
0: a pinch harmonic on the uh, fourth of the G string. There we go. That's it. I can't quite get them perfectly every time. That's the thing. <laughs> every time but a lot more success than I used to get on those So I
1: tried it I think I mean sometimes I'll rake through the strings and hit them that way so yeah, rather yeah. than kind of looking at individual string I'll just, just rake my way through them.
0: Yeah, sometimes and not other
2: times. been better. I I getting, yeah. It's going to take some practice. <laughs> The <laughs> barrage of the
1: barrage of <laughs> harmonics. That's great. <laughs> so you right. so you got all of that. Some of the things where people get the harmonics, but like they they can't quite get them, is where they sort of end up picking away.
0: Yeah.
1: Now sometimes, sort of picking almost up. Uh oh, right. dig into the string. So instead of digging in they'll sort of pick up. Yeah. Now that's a technique that I'll use if I'm playing the sort of fast lines with three notes on a string. I will be picking yeah. with a slightly upward movement, which is perfect for clearing the string behind you. Now the problem with that is that when you're going for pitch harmonics you actually want to be digging into that string. So you can attack that string and then hit it with your thumb afterwards. It's in one, almost one kind fluid of movement. Here, isn't it? So you can see the pick hitting it and the thumb following through.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, I got you. I think.
1: So you, get, so, you get the idea. It can also, if you want a game to kind of, I mean, it's quite an 80s kind of like thing, in it? But it's still cool, I still love it. You know, if you want to give a sort of stompy riff a bit of a lift. <laughs> just searching oh there it is what I would suggest as well because I think the plectrum I've got sorry I've got a plectrum in my mouth at the moment apologies probably a, although this is not the kind of plectrum I would normally use having something that maybe has a bit more of a point on it yeah, more okay. precise might might tease out the harmonics a little bit more <laughs> Uh, it's
0: just technique and stuff. Oh, I'll look at that. I will look at that loads. Absolutely.
1: Great. Now, the interesting thing with a harmonic tying into the next thing is that harmonics, once you hit them, you can then do stuff with them. Yeah, okay. So the note's kind of like a continuous sort of thing.
0: They've got a sustain to it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So whatever you do to a harmonic, you know, once it's ringing, it will then obviously translate into that. <laughs> so if I bend it with brass a bit yeah so all I've done here let's start with bending we know bending we'll bring the tremor yeah, yeah, in yeah. a second so I hit harmonic and then I bend it vibrato. the 7th fret of the G yeah moved on to the beach
2: from
1: there okay. I mean I sometimes use such things if I I don't know if you ever come across this but the Fernandez sustainer ever come across that no there's also another very similar device called a sustainiac. Now the, the sustainer, sustainiac, they do the same sort of thing really. Often they replace your neck pickup and they run off a battery, there's a preamp in the guitar, and when you flick one of the switches, it causes like a almost like a feedback circuit almost between that and the other pickups, I think. And you get this sort of continually sustaining note, which is the note you're on. It's almost like an ebo.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. But yeah.
1: attached to your guitar. And then you can flick another switch which will give you the harmonic of that note. And it means that you can kind of play around with it as it's wailing away. One of the, one of the, the well known perpetrators of such such a device was Jan Sirker, and uh, he he's used sustainers for years. Another guy who's used them to create effects was Phil column from Def Leppard. Neil Squan of Journey as well yeah. has used them. Then when I've been trying to sort of imitate that sound, so sort of sometimes by using sort of artificial harmonics and a trem, you know, you can get some quite interesting noises out of the guitar.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. You know, because also you can start because obviously when you hit harmonic, unless you kind of bang on the money, you can end up with a little bit of noise. You know. As you hit other strings, which when you're kind of playing things in a, a rocktastic vein, less of a problem. But you can always start with your volume back to nothing and bring it in. So I literally have hit harmonic with my volume on zero. volume you mean it's a bit of a bit of a tricky one <laughs> Down while I'm coming in off I'm in. I drop the tram bar and then and switch the volume down. Yeah. So At it's nice and clean.
0: Time. Right, okay, that's nice. I'm total beginner with all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Oh, long way. There we go. it is a tricky thing it's a new skill definitely. you can also
1: use normal harmonics as well you know
0: with uh, the right-hand whammy
1: thing there as well. So oh, I shall show you some of that in a second, I think, I, I've realised we've delved into a slightly more advanced area than we were maybe planning. Right, OK. The control over the volume, control over the, the whole thing. Yeah, so Is starting you... with volume down. Something else we were going to talk a little bit about, about other uses of harmonics pinch harmonics it can be quite difficult to do that so don't, yeah, okay. don't kick yourselves if you don't get it straight away yeah. I'm still working on it myself uh,
2: <laughs> what, <fooled> <laughs> what you can do
1: if you've got a line and you you think that would sound really great as a harmonic but yeah. you want it to be kind of like quite sort of without the pick attack so you want it to be nice and clean sounding and you can do this one that, I've got my little Sock thing, my fret wrap yeah. over my guitar, which mutes things out. If you play something and exactly 12 frets above what you play, you echo what you've played. All right. So, in All right. other words, if I play this lick, I'm going to tap on my frets 12 frets above that. So. Literally. So we're the on s- the uh, so 7 and 9. 7 yeah? and 9, just Think of blues pentatonic in B. Now, if you then tap, and you've got to tap directly above the fret, not in the spaces, and you're going to tap 12 frets above, so that's going to give you 17... Sorry, 19, 21, 19, 21. So both hands must follow the other hand. So have your fretting hand at the ready. hand is going to follow what that hand is doing but you can have it down already but when you? you so you hold it down when you yeah. hit, when you pluck when you I'm sorry tap the note directly on the fret you come straight off of it as if the fret is hot oh right okay you come off the the fretting hand the lower hand so it's or
2: no
1: just keep, keep, the, fretted yeah, keep the fretting on, hand, hand on because that's going to be all your you muting in that hand just follow both hands together you want it to ring out
0: So
1: I'll just start with those four notes though. Yep, four notes <laughs> is good, four notes works. Like a hammer, really. I mean, good go practice is to kind of like, maybe get used to going up a scale that way, you know. <laughs> So it's something I sort of put off with it, you know. Yeah. And we're just kind of cool. I, might, I might get in there or I might not
0: pull it off quick enough.
1: Gotta be real precise, it's gotta be exactly the note you want. Right above that fret. On the metal, straight on the metal. That's it. There you go. That's it, is it? That's it.
0: your finger, or, or almost with your nail.
1: Literally, like the tip.
0: Like right mm. the tip. Getting it sometimes.
1: Another one, if you want to engage, maybe one of your prettier sounds of your guitar, cool, like the Eric Johnson thing. <laughs> this is quite tricky. Um...
0: <laughs> Does that mean that everything we've done
1: so far isn't <laughs> tricky? <laughs> wow. By comparison. Oh, dear. So with this, we fret a chord. We're going to plot the shape out again yeah, this frets is pretty above. advanced stuff isn't it um we're going to fret our chord i'm fretting a d2 so here so yep. i've got five seven seven five five and then i'm going to touch directly above the fret with my first finger 12 frets higher than the chord so the chord is at the fifth fret so on the fifth on the 17th fret so it's yep. 12 frets higher Got my first finger hovering over the fret. My thumb is then gonna pluck behind, giving a harmonic. The string too hastily, so you're, you know, you have a chance to engage in the harmonic. I feel like I'm getting something. finger moves away and then you just pluck the note Yeah, you've yeah, kind yeah. of miss the, the point of it you know <laughs> don't be tempted to pluck it with your first finger yeah. so let let the thumb pluck let downwards you know right. and this is where the trem can come in useful let's talk about some trem things let's bring oh, it yeah. back down to earth shall we because I, I think I've gone off into a different stratosphere. Oh, it's great. Cool. I'm an ideas kind of a guy. I, I, everyone's different. I'm amazed these days that, like, you know, even the simplest songs, people who've been playing a long while often ask me to teach them. Yeah. But when I was having guitar lessons, mostly people would give me an idea and I would go away and go, hmm, I wonder what we can do with that then.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping people are doing with our podcast.
1: Yeah, as well. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it's probably the the best way to develop your style. The other the other guy, Alex, I work with in the band, he started going through some of the Troy Grady stuff, uh, which is amazing for picking. Yeah, and sort of half of him is almost disappointed. He's like, oh, you don't get given many licks, do you? You sort of get given the tools, and you've got to go and do it yourself. And then he sort of relented and sort of said, mm, I suppose that is the best way to learn, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. We all want shortcuts, don't we? But <laughs> yeah. When you think about it, it's, it's amazing how how many different styles are forged from somebody trying to copy what someone else is doing. Hmm. You know, like um, Greg Howe, who's an amazing jazz fusion guitar player. Back in the 80s, you know, he was growing up, learning to play guitar and listening to Alan Holdsworth, who is an incredible player. I mean, phenomenal. Phenomenal. People reckon he's probably the best guitarist the British Isles has ever produced. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. He's phenomenal. And he does a lot of Legato stuff. But where he uses a lot of four note per string scales and all that sort of thing, you know, you watch the guy, it's like his fingers don't really move. They clearly are. Mm. But no, he's he's so close to that fretboard. He does it with such a lack of drama and so much finesse. You you know it's 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 unreal. And Greg Howe, when he listened to Alan Holdsworth, he was listening to these four note per string patterns, thinking, oh, they must be tapped. And so he developed his own tapping style based on trying to copy Alan Holdsworth.
0: But not quite getting <coughs> exactly what Alan Holdsworth nah, was doing. No, he do. was
1: trying to do what he was doing, but in a roundabout kind of a way, yeah. he developed his own style through doing it.
0: There's a, another great podcast out there, No Guitar Is Safe, and there's a guy called Ben Lacey. Mm-hmm. Have you heard, heard of him? or I haven't, no. You should definitely check him out. He's He plays uh, his guitar through a bass amp. Okay. And then he uses his fingers like snare drum. Okay. And then he hits the pickup for like a bass drum type thing and hits the strings for mm-hmm. different sounds. So he creates a
1: drumming... It's a very rhythmic, kind of percussive sort of yeah. thing going on. It's incredible, <coughs> actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then he and then he he does some Michael Jackson tracks and what have you, and David Bowie, and does Fame, playing around with the fingers
1: mm. here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I think if you're working in music, which I hope some of our listeners are, I guess you'll always be asked to to do the usual suspects. I read a, a thing on Facebook that a professional guitar player put on there. And he talked about the 10 people that he most gets asked to imitate in the studio. And he said, you think you know how to play like these players? But he said, trust me, you don't. Until, you know, until you actually try. And some of them were quite random. You know, like a Slash is one. Yeah, I and, think I read this actually. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah, And, it, my and it was because like, when producers produce things, they don't necessarily know the intricate details. But they're not a guitar player. They they're not gonna no, go. Oh, I think you'll find that was a '59 Les Paul Yeah for <laughs> a super lead <League> plexi. <laughs> you know they they're not interested in all of that. When they when they ask for slash, they ask for Les Paul, wah Marshall, testosterone rock. Yeah, that's what they want. You know nothing too fairly earthy, bluesy, but a bit more ballsy and attitude-y than, than you know classic rock. Eddie Van Halen's another one that gets asked for because anything which is a technical guitar thing, they're always thinking loads, and loads of notes. Eddie Van Halen. Um, Billy Thingamy Bob from Green Day, he gets asked for quite a lot, apparently. That kind of American hard rock punk style, sort of tight, but definitely got a bit of a punk attitude, bit of a tone, punk tone there. Yeah. But you know, on all of these different players, you know, and it was quite, it was quite an eye opener, it was, it was quite interesting, and so I think in the working world of rock and roll, you'd always be asked to play like some people. And, you know, it's it's no good sort of turning around and going, oh, I can't, I can't play like that. You kind of have to sort of deliver the goods. But at the same time, there's always room for a little bit of, of you. And sometimes you might snick in some of these techniques, maybe, you know, when you're playing a solo that that's more about the way you play, you know, and less about playing it exactly like the record or... You know, or if you get a chance to put lay guitar down on the track that mm. where someone hasn't been there first, you know, so it's your stuff going down on that track, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's look at work with the trembar now. Tremolo systems have changed, thank goodness, <laughs> a hell of a lot over the years many moons ago in the late 70s a dude named Floyd Rose decided that he would embark on making things better and so he built a bridge I believe that became later the Floyd Rose trim system and then he realised that up at the top nut the nut was binding on the strings and so he built a locking nut and, and so the Floyd Rose Trem system was born, and that was probably like the first real development after the trap strap Trem system. But since then, locking machine heads, low friction nuts. Oh, we all love those. <laughs> <laughs> a nut with low friction. You know, Fender used to use Teflon impregnated plastic. You know, Teflons and stuff they put on the bottom of frying pans when you don't want your bacon to stick. Graphite is another one. Bone with a lubricant. That's another one. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds painful. <laughs> it certainly does. So, we can now if a guitar is well set up, usually abuse quite well our our trem system without fear of it going out of tune. So let let's deal with maybe some some basic trem techniques, okay? Scooping into notes. Yeah. Something along these lines. <laughs> I'm actually hearing as I move. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. now, a lot of people don't understand trem systems, or they end up buying a crap guitar with a crap trem system on and they don't take it to a luthier so it actually stays in tune. And then they take the arm off and they go, I don't use it, it's not stay in tune. Right. Yeah, well. So, getting your trem system to stay in tune, people out there, spend 70 quid on getting your guitar set up, please. You know, it's, you know, even on a cheap guitar, guitar repairs can work wonders. So to do this, to scoop into notes. As we leave one note behind, we're going to slide and dip the trem as we do it.
2: That's
1: So during the slide, okay, cool. And sometimes people make the mistake of thinking you've got to really hammer the trem system to get a massive, massive effect. Actually, a little bit of travel goes a long, long way. The other thing, don't hold on to it like it's your wallet and you're in a crowd. Uh, right. If you hold on to it, every movement you make is transferred through the bar onto the bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. sound very nice. No, 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 it, no it, it doesn't. So get... Remember, it's spring-loaded for a reason, and that's because when it comes back... It's designed to come back in tune. So if you sort of dabble in it just it, a really? tiny little bit, oh, it's micro engineering in its head. So just literally. Okay. The further you go up the neck as well, obviously you, you're at the beck and call of the sustain of the guitar. Yeah. So sometimes using maybe a, a sort of a bridge pickup or something that's going to sustain really well, cranking up the volume so that it sustains for longer with a bit of gain.
2: Got
1: a bit of practice again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that scooping into notes is kind of cool. That's if, the right idea just about, is it? Yeah, that's pretty much on the money. Okay. Um, if you're savvy with it and you need to keep it going, you can always put in a cheeky pluck. So if you go so far, you can gotcha. plug again. are <laughs> so just plucking on the fly. Quite tricky to do accurately. I would say do it when you're dipping the bar, because you dip the bar, hit the string at the same time as my bar's going down. Now with the trem system, they can be set up in several different ways. Some people have them flat against the body. Now with our trem systems, they both float. So you've yep. got a little bit of flotation station there. Um, with mine, i have a recess built into the guitar so that it can be yanked back. Which yep. gives me a little bit of upward movement.
0: Yeah, I haven't got that, have I really?
1: No, um, the only guitar really that PRS do that on, as a matter of course, is the is the Tremonti. Yeah, yeah. Model, but um,
0: you get quite a lot there, don't you? You still get quite a
1: a fair bit, of, a fair bit of travel. I mean, it depends how much you actually want to yank it up. I don't yank up the bar much. If i if I've got a Floyd Rose guitar that I use, then yeah, I'll, I'll be a bit of a hooligan with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, generally these trem systems are. Slightly more refined, <laughs>
0: yeah. A bit more finesse and a bit more gentle,
1: yeah. But I mean, it's just nice to have it, even you don't as I say, you have to move it very far. The nice thing with the trend bar, as well, that you can do is up, up the dusty end where you know real estate is in short yeah. supply, you can vibrato as normal if you want. <coughs> you can also especially in really tricky places if you're really gentle with the bar hold it really gently almost cradle it Mm. and move your hand quite a long way but don't hold on to it just allow that movement to transfer through the bar and use it as like a vibrato They seem kind of strange. Hold to
0: the bar, but kind of have
1: to sort of cradle it, yeah. Like that. Yes, yeah, it's just real loose. Yep. So we just uh... and, and
0: you're towards the end of the bar for better leverage, of course. Yeah, I'm not even.
1: <laughs> it's kind of ironic that we spend all our time. Yeah. sort of maybe sort of learning vibrato and bending and everything and then I'm going to do it with the trem arm but it's amazing how kind of natural you can make it sound
0: yeah
1: if you want to okay the other thing you can do is kind of like move up the notes like we were before but instead of tipping the trem try flicking it up okay <laughs> almost like a Steve vibe on the face so, I'm literally jerking the bar up. So, I've got this kind of cradling movement with the bar, but I'm squeezing just to jerk, yeah. jerk the trim up. It's, the bridge is moving probably less than two mils. Literally squeeze, 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 squeeze as you go the board. <laughs> get those very unusual kind of sort of um, things I think Joe Satriani talked about it years ago where he wanted to get the kind of vocal inflections that I think some African tribes woman, women sort of got in their singing or something it was like this almost yodelling effect Yeah. and you know with the right notes it can sound strangely odd in a good way you know <laughs> Sound awesome, does not it? That's really uh, Indian, almost. Yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, that's mixing it with like a Phrygian dominant scale, and that kind of heightens that vibe. Yeah. Or even the the flick of the trem, very Steve Vai thing. Turn your trem towards the rear. Don't, don't damage your nice paint job. On no, chair. no, that's what you do. crash. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. It's funny the sounds that come out of a guitar when you start really playing with the trem bar can be quite outrageous. But it yeah. doesn't mean the bar necessarily has to move far to do that. Okay. With a Floyd Rose, Floyd Roses have a massive, massive range. Yeah. Like humongous range, you know. Far, far bigger than the average Strat Trem or, or anything like we've got on here. And so, you know, the ability to yank notes right up if it's got a recess in the body or dump notes so the strings are hanging off the guitar, it's a, a different vibe entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, But you can still get sort of a lot of the sounds that you're going to need. And I mean, a lot of these things we're not going to use that often, these sort of things. But here we turn the trend bar, so it's pointing to the the back of the guitar, so sort of away from us. And we're going to flick it as we play.
0: You just play single notes? Single notes.
2: Let's see that again.
0: Totally not getting the same sound at all.
1: I mean, I'm being quite violent with my flickage. (laughs) I'm literally going off the end of the bar. Yeah. Well, that kind of. Yeah. Maybe what would be a good thing to do? Oh, there's a, you know, there's a lot more to using a trem bar than just this. Yeah. Much as that is deeply <laughs> satisfying. Yeah. If you catch a fretted harmonic on the way up, though, that sounds pretty neat. Second or third fret G, um, open G. Sorry, second or third fret harmonic on the way back. Uh, I'm
2: totally
0: lost with all this.
1: There we go. There you go. You got it. You got it. You got it. I think we should have a bit of a blast before we wrap up. Would you? Alright, that would be lovely. Yeah. Here we go. Rocking 12 bar and E.
0: Okay, cool. I'm never going to put all this stuff in. I'm just going to have a way around, I think.
1: (laughs) Go for it. Let's have a go. Who do you want to start? Me or you? I really don't mind. You start. You me to start? Yeah. They all say that. Give Give me
0: ideas. It's good. so good <laughs> I was going to get a up on it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 It kills me As always, <laughs> but thanks very
1: much for that, Dan. Yeah, flavours. Yeah, really adding a that. little bit of spice to 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 what you do. Yeah,
0: yeah, having the trem arm there is just awesome,
1: isn't it? I think it's yeah. a it's a cool thing. I mean, with with things like country bends and stuff, it can be a bit awkward. Um yeah. So it's always a bit of a trade off. But having said that, if you've never had a guitar with a trem arm on it before. Yeah, it makes you work on different things. If you've had a stop tail guitar, you'll probably be working on your bending and your vibrato and that sort of thing, and phrasing more, so you fill that space with something meaningful. Yeah. If you're playing on a a guitar with a trem, a trem is a mechanical thing, of course, and so you're going to have to get around the ergonomics of that mechanical thing and 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 get your head around it. I mean, I guess I've been playing trem guitars since I was about fifteen. That's twenty nine years of dealing yeah. with tremolo systems. So if I was terrible at using one, I would really really worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah You know, but it's amazing how people either don't make the best use of them or they don't really know what to do with them. Yeah, so so I think that's a fair point. The, the trick is be you know be more gentle than the sound that is coming out of your amp. Quite often, mm. you know, some trems like the Bigsby trems are kind of almost the opposite. You know, you have to work them quite a lot to get them to move a little. But most modern trem systems are quite the opposite. Right. So be gentle, cradle that arm in your hand, don't hold onto it really tightly, because there's very little advantage to that. Remember that where it sits, it's, that's your neutral point, that's your in-tune point, or it should be, if your guitar's set up properly. Yeah. So that's the kind of safe position. So if you want to drop it, and then have it come to the right position, don't hold onto it while it's coming back up.
2: You know, let it come back back. up
1: and spring back to the right position. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the neutral point. Nice one. Thank you very much, Dan. Pleasure as always.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar gear. If you enjoy this podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website at tuneintoneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and other resources. I hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them.